0: Therapy Monday, yet again, I'm I'm getting way too accustomed to these Therapy Mondays. It feels like South Carolina has not won a football game in forever. And while I am someone, win or lose, that the content's going to get created, the show must go on, right? Either way, no matter win or lose, we're going to get after it. it. It is much, much more fun, right? It goes without saying, it's much more fun and much more enjoyable when the Gamecocks are having success. And so these therapy Mondays, I feel, get more and more and more difficult because on one hand, you could summarize things by just saying this football team is no good. That's it. Bottom line, point blank, end of story, Close down shop. But as a diehard, there are things to pick apart and dissect and break down, if you will. And that's what we're going to do today in our top takeaways from South Carolina's 30 to 17 loss to Texas A&M. But something I noticed before we get on the field and exactly what happened, I'm always fascinated, guys, by gauging the temperature of the fan base and just sitting back and observing how people feel, what fans are saying, if you will. And it feels as if, and it's not surprising, but it feels as if there is a vitriol-laced apathy that is somewhat set in in a season that has turned into a lost season for South Carolina football. Yes, there are four games remaining. Yes, they are all at home. Yes, South Carolina could potentially win out and make a bowl game. And yes, they remember November. But as we sit here right now, on this Monday, closing out the month of October, two and six with just one SEC win to this point. You have this unique circumstance in which Gamecock fans are frustrated, infuriated, upset, disgruntled because what they are witnessing and what we are all witnessing on a weekend-in, weekend-out basis. Mix that with an apathy that is setting in more and more so with each loss. A feeling of, well, this season's a wash. This is a lost season. Who cares anymore? You can't hurt me because I don't care. I've got people reaching out to me, guys, tweeting at me, responding to me saying, Chris, I stopped watching the games two or three weeks ago. Because it's just one of those things, guys. Human nature, this losing, it takes a toll on you. And it really does, in that respect, feel like what we felt in the 2019 and 2020 seasons, where as the losses pile up, it gets more and more and more difficult to pick yourself up off the ground and to talk yourself into, hey, maybe the Gamecocks can go out there and win a ball game today. Now, is there some relief coming up with this four-game homestand to close out the season? Sure, somewhat, at least we hope, But it really has, unfortunately, guys, turned into a lost season. I mean, this is, I I think when you look at, we had a lot of conversations last week, right, about Shane Beamer. Is he the future of South Carolina football? Do you still believe in Shane Beamer? And I'm still someone, guys, I still say that I think Shane Beamer should get at minimum to 2025. I still believe that he can be the guy at South Carolina, that he can win big in Columbia. He can at minimum get the Gamecocks to winning, say, eight or nine games per year and get this program to a place where South Carolina fans are at least proud of the product being put out there on a weekly and yearly basis. And this is what I'm hoping, by the way. This is what I'm hoping. This is how I feel currently, and this is what I'm hoping as well, that when we look back on this season, we just say that this season was a wash. It's just a lost season for Gamecocks football, guys. You can label it a massive failure. You can be upset. You can be disgruntled over it. You can kick and scream. You can call for Beamer's job, whatever it might be. But this is just a lost season for South Carolina. Flat out point blank. I mean, that's it. It's a lost season. When you factor in the injuries, when you factor in... The defense, the way things went with your schedule. I mean, there's just a number of things you can point to. But it unfortunately is what it is. It is what it is. A lost season. And as I mentioned, I'm hoping it's year five, year six, year seven of Beamer's tenure, and South Carolina's winning nine or ten games or what have you. And, you know, we look back and say, man, remember year three? Remember when folks wanted Shane Beamer fired? (laughs) Ha! Good times, and we can laugh it off. The last thing that can happen is what we're seeing from this season become a trend. And and once the dust settles on the 2023 regular season, whether that includes a bowl game or not, the conversation's going to shift to okay, what does Shane Beamer have to do in this offseason to make sure this? Never happens again. Because to be fair, guys, even with the question marks I had about the roster in the preseason, even with the question marks I had about the defense, the offensive line, dabble loggins as an offensive coordinator, the schedule, et cetera, et cetera. Even with all of those questions, I never thought it would look this bad. I never thought, Thought it would look this porous. And so the reality is what the reality is. I thought six and six was most likely the worst case scenario. I did list five and seven. I thought it would take a slew of injuries. Granted, that's exactly what you've gotten, but I just never thought it would look this bad. We're like, you can't even get a snap off from your center on a fourth down. I I have not been that infuriated, guys, all season as I was when that happened. Because it's one thing to be losing. It's another to be shooting yourselves in the foot while also not being a good football team. The comedy of errors that surrounds South Carolina. This game and so many others this season. It, it is it is hard to fathom at times. But it's just a lost season, guys. I, I think calling for Shane Beamer's job after this year, I think that's the wrong move. I'm, I'm not on board with that. And maybe it's making an excuse, but calling for the firing of Shane Beamer will get nothing accomplished. You have to give Shane Beamer the opportunity to respond to this season, to respond to the adversity. And trust me, there's going to be a show in which we list off the things that have to happen because there is a list. There is a checklist of things Shane Beamer must do to correct the errors of this season. But I think when you look back, when you sit at this point and you look back or more than likely, when the dust settles and you look back and say, what went wrong? It's such a number of issues. And I know that people want to point to one person or this thing or that thing. Guys, it was just a comedy of errors. It was a plethora of issues that led to a lost season of Gamecocks football. And that's a shame. It's a damn shame. Especially when you look back at what South Carolina did to close out last year and who they had coming back with Spencer Rattler and Juice Wells, and but it is what it is. It's a lost season of Game Cox football, and vitriol laced apathy has set in. Where it's this, this, this disdain, this anger, this resentment, but it's also coupled with in the midst of that, it's like, but you know what? Who cares? This team stinks. Who cares? And this team does stink. I mean, it, this team, there's no way around it. This team is just not very good, guys. One of the worst in the SEC. But there's still a glimmer of hope. There's still a glimmer of hope to get to 6-6. Six and six. Will it happen? We shall see. Hey, guys, looking at the game on the field on Saturday, we heard the rumors middle of last week that they're potentially – or some new voices in the defensive meeting room and some new voices calling the Game Cox defense. Can I sit here and tell you today 100% that that was the case? I'm not totally sure, but I tell you this, the defense looked a lot different. That was a different look group than we've seen all season. Swarming, getting after the quarterback, three sacks of Max Johnson. It was an attacking defense. I think it's fair to say something changed. I think something changed with the Game Cox defense. Again, whether it was Travian Robertson or Torian Gray that was calling the plays, whether they had more input on the game planning, whatever it was, something was different. And you just hope that South Carolina can carry that over into the final month of the season. Because if you can, if you can, At home, maybe you like your chances to win out. Maybe you like your chances to go into the Clemson game at minimum sitting at five wins and giving yourself an opportunity to get to a bowl game. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Download the GameTime app or head over to gametime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, SP or SUP for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and game time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to gametime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S P or S U P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but the Gamecocks defense. That was about as successful as they looked all year. And yes, I know the bar is in hell, guys. The expectations are extremely low. But you got to count the wins wherever you can get them. Was it a different voice that led to different results? Or did we look back and say, man, Texas A&M boring offensively, just not very good? Guys, a positive takeaway and arguably the greatest positive. Nick Harbour, kid's a future star, man. He was our MVP of the game. Six catches, 59 yards. And after that initial drop early in the game, I thought he did a great job of bouncing back. Give credit to Spencer Rattler, by the way, and all of his teammates for picking him up, encouraging him. Guys, you see the size. You see the speed. You see the athleticism. As he continues to get more and more and more comfortable, I just can't wait to watch this kid flourish at South Carolina. Now, keeping him in Columbia, that's going to be a talking point over the offseason with an IL and the portal. And I don't really worry about that, but you just never know in college football. But I think there's a great chance Nick Harbor is wide receiver one coming into next season. Now, many people have asked, what about Juice Wells? What does he do? Guys, I'm not holding my breath. I'm not certain that Juice Wells is wearing garnet and black next year. That being said, hypothetically, if Juice Wells moves on, and even if he doesn't, Nick Harbour is a star in the making. I mean, Nick Harbour is going to be a big-time football player at the wide receiver position. Think about once he figures out what he's doing. Guys, he doesn't even know what he's doing right now. And he's making plays. He's making contested catches. Cannot wait to watch this kid's career unfold. Guys, continuing on, something is... Something's wrong with Kai Kroger. I, I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what has happened. It's it's really hard to get a gauge on it. I don't know if he's got the yips like a golfer, right? Gets the yips and for whatever reason just can't hit that shot. I don't know if Kai Kroger has the yips. I don't know if... I don't know what's going on. I, I genuinely... It, it, but it's something that's becoming very annoying to watch. It is becoming... Very, very, very annoying to see Kai Kroger on a weekend, week out basis struggle and struggle so mightily. And I don't know how it gets fixed. I don't know. I don't know. I, I Like, <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for that. I don't know what's wrong with Kai Kroger. No clue. But he's got to get it corrected. Like, at some point, At some point, you'd think Kai Kroger turns back into the guy that we all know and love. Because right now, he he is a very, very average punter. And that goes against all things Beamer Ball. Now, more good news. We're looking at the bright side on some things, right? The good, the bad, the ugly, what have you. The best news for South Carolina, and specifically the Gamecocks offense, no more road games. Guys, this football team has been so drastically different offensively on the road. I mean, the, the splits are scary. They're terrifying. And I understand it's harder to play on the road, what have you, when you look at the opponents, but it's still, guys, it still makes absolutely no sense. And again, the best news is South Carolina, Spencer Rattler, this group, they get to come back to the friendly confines of Willie B and maybe take on some opponents that maybe are, are more on their level, if you will, at this point in the season. But it, it's just it, – it's it's crazy to watch. And the offensive line struggles, obviously they don't give Spencer Rattler much of a chance. You know, South Carolina, you look at the numbers and say, okay, they give up four sacks in a game, but those three intentional grounding penalties, they would have been sacks, should have been sacks. That's seven, guys. So it really was just a standard – Offensive performance. And, you know, you look at the numbers, guys, in the Texas A&M game, all right? You look at these numbers, and would you say that it's fair to say that the jury is still out on Dabble Loggins? Now, is Dabble Loggins an upgrade of a Marcus Satterfield? Yes, yes, absolutely. What is that really saying? I'm not sure. I don't know that that's really something you you hang your hat on, right? That, that uh, he's better than Marcus Satterfield. Okay, so he's better than the worst. He's better than the worst. What difference does it make? South Carolina with just 209 yards of offense in that football game. I understand the competition. I get Texas A&M's defensive front. But I think the jury's still out on Dabble Loggins from the standpoint of what does he do after Spencer Rattler? What does Dabble Loggins, a Dabble Loggins coached offense look like with a different quarterback? Granted, what does it also look like with a better offensive line? I see the, the 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 moans, the groans. I, I, I see people that are clamoring for more from Dabble Lock, and some don't even think he's the guy, which is crazy. I'm not ready to really go one way or the other. But it's just, I mean, you can use every excuse in the book, guys. But if, if you know, if you're going to do that, well, we're just hurt on the offensive line. Well, why even show up then? Like, I, I just... There's always an excuse. There's always an excuse. But anyways, maybe coming home, maybe it flips a switch for South Carolina offensively. You gotta hope. And guys, finally, as I mentioned at the top of the segment, we're gonna talk a lot in a couple of weeks, about a month or so, about what South Carolina, what Shane Beamer has to do over the off season to get things back on track. The question I pose is this. As we close out the month of October, Cocktober was canceled this year, just completely off. Cocktober. Let's retire the phrase for a little bit. Josh Pate had some some fun with me at my expense about, hey, look at Jacksonville State. Cocktober was a thing. Vember, as some would say. Maybe Vember begins. Four straight home games. Four straight home games. Jacksonville State, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Clemson. What must change for the Gamecocks to go 4-0 and achieve bowl eligibility? Because even if you go 6-6, six and six, right, is this season a success? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But to be fair, they remember November. And we will look back on this 2023 season much more favorably if South Carolina finds a way to rally the troops and go undefeated in this month, and get to a bowl game, even if it's the Gasparilla Bowl, we'll look back on it much more favorably than if they don't do that. So what's got to change? How does South Carolina go 4-0? The first thing, guys, I think you've just got to worry about Jacksonville State and and putting one good football game together. And I know that sounds like coach speak. I totally get that. But guys, at this point, South Carolina they can't afford to overlook anybody. And I've had nightmares of what Rich Rodriguez might do to that Gamecocks defense. So can you put one complete or somewhat complete performance together against an opponent in Jacksonville State that you should be able to outman across the board? Can you do it? From there... You got to get healthier. I mean, guys, the health concerns, the injuries, that's something I didn't mention. Whether you think Luke Day should be fired or not, it's got to be reevaluated. Like what Luke Day and the strength staff and all, what they're doing, that's got to be reevaluated because it is just mind blowing the number of injuries South Carolina suffers and has been suffering on a week in, week out basis. Like, Maybe you don't fire Luke Day, but if you're Shane Beamer, you got to take a look at it. You got to take a look at whatever you're doing. Because writing it off is, oh, well, it's just bad luck. Not going to fly with the fan base. It's just not going to fly. So you got to get healthy. You got to just put together one complete performance against JSU. Build some momentum, right? You got to continue to get Nick Harbour more involved. You got to get Spencer Rattler going. And then offensively, whatever you did in College Station, carry that over. Be more aggressive. Whatever you did schematically, right? Carry that over. Start to build some momentum. It actually sets up well for you. Jacksonville State, then you kind of ramp up with a Vanderbilt. Then you ramp up a little bit more with a Kentucky, and then you got the Clemson game. All four of those teams are beatable. All four. The scary part, South Carolina could also lose any of those four games.
1: Littleton Coin Company, serving collectors since 1945. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears call, click Granger.com, or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: Things have got to get fixed, and they got to get fixed in a hurry, because no matter the final result, vitriol-laced apathy has set in. What can South Carolina do to fix that?